when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you are listening to this episode on the day of its release, it is officially Valentine's Day, the holiday of love. And what better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than to talk about something in our businesses that kind of have some type of relationship to attracting somebody, and that is your lead magnet. A lead magnet is almost like a love letter or a, hey girl, what's up, kind of mantra when it relates to getting your audience to know, like, and trust you. We always talk about that a lot. So today we're going to be talking about creating a click-worthy lead magnet. You're 
listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact inside and outside of the classroom. I'm Kirsten, a full-time classroom teacher and part-time business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. Tune in each week as I give you my best advice on classroom teaching and starting and growing a teacher business. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. All right. So as promised, we're going to be talking all about a lead magnet. We'll be thinking about what it is, why it's important, the types of lead magnets there are, how you know if a lead magnet is right for your audience, and so much more. So let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so first of all, you may be asking yourself, what is a lead magnet? I'm not even sure what that is in general, and that's okay. I didn't know what a lead magnet was when I first started out really taking my business seriously. A lead magnet is just a free resource that a person can get in exchange for their email address. This is just your freebie or opt-in. They all mean the same thing. It's just a way somebody can get a resource in exchange for an email address. This is how you get people onto your email list. It's important to have a lead magnet because it's a way to build a really strong image so that people can see that it's not just about getting money from them. It's a way to prove that you know what you're talking about in your niche, and it's a way to show that you can be a go-to source. It's also a way to establish trust before somebody eventually buys, whether it's a week from now or a year from now. So definitely don't take, oh, they got my lead magnet this X amount of days ago, and they should be buying from me in the next 20 days or whatever. There's no timeline as to when somebody's gonna get your lead magnet and eventually purchase. The goal is to get towards there, but for some people it might take increased exposure to what you have to say and what you have to share before they can really trust you and buy from you. Now, there are all kinds of lead magnets out there. You can do your classic PDF guide, you could do a video training, you can do a ebook, mini course, checklist, email challenge. There's so many different ways you can showcase what you know in the lead magnet. One of my favorite types of lead magnets are those really fun five-day challenges. I host one every year called the Spice of Your Store Challenge and it is a really great list builder for me. It does take a lot of work, especially those live challenges, but it's also just a really great way to build relationships and build trust. So shout out to those who did join in the Spice Up Your Store Challenge a couple of months ago. Personally, I really love free mini courses and sometimes PDF guides, something that gives me a quick win. We'll talk more about that later, but I do enjoy opting into a mini course onto something that I'm struggling with and it's just a really quick win to help me get to the result I'm looking for. As I said, there are tons of lead magnets out there. 
And you may be familiar with, you know, a regular PDF resource, especially if you have freebies in your TPT store. But one question you might be asking is, how do I know which lead magnet is right for my audience? How do I know which one to pick? And the key to a high converting lead magnet where a lot of people will give you your email address would be one that is a quick win and it's specific to your target's needs. And that basically could mean any type of format, but think about what can get them a quick win. If the best way to get a quick win would be through a video training or a challenge, then do that. If it's a PDF guide that's easier for them or a checklist, do that. Think about who you want on your email list and make sure to narrow it down so that it's specific to your target audience. If your lead magnet ends up being too broad, you might end up with people on your email list that aren't really a good fit for the paid products or services that you have. Think about maybe you have a really great lead magnet and it's a checklist for all the different ways to incorporate brain breaks throughout the day. But you don't really specify, you know, who it's for. So you've got people in kindergarten, you've got teachers in eighth grade opting into your lead magnet because they see, oh, brain breaks, that's really cool. But if you make it specific, you're targeting brain breaks for upper elementary teachers. Make sure you make it clear so that you can kind of get so that people who see that freebie, they say, oh, I'm not an upper elementary teacher. Okay, so I can't really do that. That kind of narrows down and help you get the right people onto your email list. If your lead magnet is too much content or it's too daunting, it's taking weeks for people to get through, people who do opt in your email list may not be able to get through it and they may not be too keen on anything else you have to offer. So it's kind of thinking about the Goldilocks rule, not too much content, not too little content, not too narrow, not too broad, kind of fit it all in to make it just right. That sweet spot, whatever your favorite Valentine's Day candy, think about that. That's what you want right in the middle. You want your opt-in to be as valuable and helpful to who your ideal customer is. So here's a quick example I will share. I've shared this before, but I always do some analogies related to teaching upper elementary math, which is something I don't even sell that much on Teachers Pay Teachers, but either way, let's say that I create TPT resources for third through fifth grade teachers. I would maybe want to think about a problem that upper elementary teachers might have and how my lead magnet can solve their problem. So if it's hard for them to fit in warm-ups or number talks into their math block, I could have a lead magnet with some suggested schedules for 60 or 90-minute math blocks, or a lead magnet with some ways to incorporate number talks and warm-up in a short amount of time. All right. So let's say you've got a really great lead magnet idea, you know exactly how you're going to do it, but you're trying to figure out how to get people to opt into your lead magnet. Or maybe you already have a lead magnet, but people are not biting, people are not opting in. So I'm going to share with you a couple tips to get people to 
actually sign up for your lead magnet. One really big thing is to make it look appealing. Make the landing page that you have look appealing and make the actual resource look appealing. One big tip I have is the copy you have on the landing page before people type in their name and email address. It's important to have words and copy that speak to your ideal customer. So highlighting some pain points and struggles on the landing page and then offer a solution. There's different ways to do that and you have to play around with a copy, but just saying sign up for my email list and you'll get this free resource. That's not going to entice people to actually put their name and email address in. They're going to think all the time, oh, what's in it for me? What happens? Am I going to get a lot of spam emails? They're not really thinking in that way. So just saying, hey, sign up for it. It's free. Just because it's free does not mean people are going to opt in. So you really have to speak to their pain points, the certain dialogue that you use. You can even think about adding what's included. It's free anyway, so it doesn't hurt to add what you're going to get in the lead magnet. So that's just really a powerful way to get people to convert is what you put on the page before people sign up. Another thing is the design of the landing page and making sure you add images so it showcases a little bit of what's in the resource, maybe listing the benefits, having it spaced appropriately so that it doesn't, it's not difficult to read, making sure your fonts are on brand but also very easy to read. So formatting is important. You want to make sure the landing page copy, images, design, it all comes together so that it appeals to your ideal teacher customer. And another way to get people to opt into your lead magnet is, of course, to share it everywhere. Share it wherever you can and as often as possible. Go on social media, go in Facebook groups, whether or not it's allowed. Have it as one of your Instagram links in your bio. Send a note to followers in your TPT weekly emails. And if you have a blog, make sure you have it at the end of each post. Have it everywhere you can think of. Let's go into how we know if our lead magnet is a hit or a flop, if it's converting or it's not converting so well. And the answer to that would be time. Give it a few months to see how it does. I researched what the conversion rate was for an email opt-in because, and really there's no one size fits all answer the conversion rate depends on the industry you're in and so much more. There's so much that goes into a conversion rate, but from what I researched, a common conversion rate for an email opt-in landing page is between 5% and 15%, which is a pretty big range. And companies with the most success will convert at around 20 to 25%. And you would be able to look up these statistics in your email service provider or wherever you host your landing page. But something to think about is that the best conversion rate is really any number higher 
than what you're currently doing. You always want to try to bump up that conversion rate regardless of what the actual conversion rate is. One of my highest converting lead magnets is smart and simple ways to engage and I regularly get subscribers who either opt in through my Instagram link, Facebook group, or my website. And you can check it out in the show notes if you want to see what it looks like, but the copy is super simple um, compared to some of my other lead magnets that I have. I make it so that it showcases a problem or two. I show a few photos. I add what's included in the actual guide. I also make sure, this is something to make sure to do, is to have a call to action button above the fold. And my call to action buttons are pretty, you know, I guess unusual. I don't just say subscribe here. I say something like give it to me or I need this or yes, this is awesome or something like that. There are different ways to be creative with your opt-in buttons, but definitely make sure both on your desktop and on your mobile phone that the call to action button needs to be above the fold. As soon as somebody goes onto the page, they should see a button near the very top. Now that we've talked about how to get a lead magnet, which one might be right for your audience, and ways to get people to actually opt in, let's talk about what you do after they opt in. There's a couple of things you can do. You can make it really simple and send them to your general email list. Um, I do recommend tagging where necessary. So if the resource is specifically for math, make sure you tag something like math teachers so that you can send specific emails and tag them appropriately. Another thing you can do after they opt in would be to set up an email sequence. For either of the options, you do want to make sure there is an automatic email sent with a thank you and a link to the actual download that gets straight to their email. So they have to go into their inbox to get the actual lead magnet. But with an email sequence, you can nurture them as you are onboarding them into your email list. With my smart and simple ways to engage, I do have an email sequence set up where they get an email right after they opt in with the lead magnet. And then a couple days later, I kind of remind them about the lead magnet and some really great stuff that's included. I have an introduction email sharing information about myself and what I do. I have another email with links to other digital resources to engage. And then the last email in my sequence are links to other content they might enjoy. And if I didn't mention it before, it's a lead magnet that is for upper elementary teachers. So I made sure it was specific to third through fifth grade teachers. However, I do have people who end up getting it that are not third through fifth grade teachers. And that's something that just you can't prevent. It's it happens. All right. My creative action tip for you today is to plan out a new lead magnet or tweak an old lead magnet. If you feel like one isn't converting as well as you'd like, tweak it using some of the tips I share with you today. Look at it in the eyes of your audience. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope to talk to you again soon.
Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.